0: And we're rolling. Mm-hmm. Just a couple dudes. Why
1: can't they make movies like Gone in 60 Seconds
0: again? Oh, That's I know. They speak. need to. Ooh. How is it Moby? What a weird looking dude, right? Moby. Hmm.
1: I had no idea it was that guy.
0: Welcome, welcome. Just welcome a couple to... dudes. Yes. Jack. I'm a host. Frank's a host. Eric Flattiger, and Frank Lewandowski. We are here to rock your world, baby. Oh yeah. Ooh, oh, man. Love That song. Angelina Jolie was really hot in that movie. She was. What happened to her? She uh she well, she I think she went hardcore vegan first oh, of all. She went like full-tilt vegan. Ooh. Yeah. she's saving the world. Yeah, she's oh, saving the, the world. And then she adopted like 10 kids from China or something like that that is super cool which though. is cool she has the resources yeah that why not? is super cool her and Brad Pitt I think share like six God. of them that's gotta be the hottest sex right hottest couple dude like, can you Mr. think Mr.
1: and Mrs. Smith um, they were so hot together they are so good So she got so thin
0: like anorexic thing well, thin, well apparently the... he uh, abuses a lot of drugs and alcohol well which is you... crazy because you look at him he looks fantastic yeah, you which I know tell. look at I mean, Charlie yeah. Sheen he's using meth yeah yeah, he is.
1: That's sad. He used to just do like cocaine. Now he's yeah. having a little fun, banging a lot of
0: porn stars. Great time. Now he's using meth. I recently looked him up on Instagram, and he actually seems like he's having a good life. If huh? he's happy, yeah. Right. Maybe it's cleaner meth, mm. like Breaking Bad, mm-hmm. the blue stuff, ninety nine percent pure. Yeah. I mean, is meth even bad for you? Do we know? Yeah maybe part bad. of it's the ingredients <laughs> it's pretty harsh actually I mean, it can blow up
1: i've seen breaking bad yeah, great it, show yeah by the way my number one show of all time breaking bad breaking bad is oh breaking bad's really good i love breaking bad because i think it, it came second to lost it had this unbelievable way of wanting you uh, leaving you wanting more but mm-hmm. also ending it with you had enough
0: yeah that's true I I think it, Breaking Bad probably is better than Lost, but Lost just holds this special little nostalgia nugget. for you. Yeah, I never saw it though, so I can't. It's t- speak good. On well, it. if you watched it now, too, you'd be like it's kind of cheesy because it's like 2004. Mm. You know, we're
1: so far ahead of it. I tried to watch Sopranos. I can't watch it too. It wasn't. I wasn't in that time. Yeah. So that'd be hard for, for me to watch it. too. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. But I just wrapped up uh, the newest season of Peaky Blinders.
1: I couldn't get into
0: it. Well, here's the thing with what Peaky it is. Blinders. Okay. okay. You kinda have to get through that first season.
1: I did, but Oh, so you know how you just don't get into episodes? It just doesn't make sense. Like Game of Thrones, the first time I saw it, didn't like it. Second time I kinda went through actually all of it. I absolutely loved it. Season like four on. Yeah. The last season was putrid. It was pathetic, horrible, poor writing. What a shitty way to end. I wish it just ended in season seven, actually.
0: Yeah, well, the dude didn't even finish his books, right? Like, no. They were just winging it. Like they, He was just like, hey, I think I'm going to do this. And then they, they rushed it. it. Yeah. They rushed it, and it was poor. Yeah. They should
1: just taken their time. And season seven was great. Season six, five, four were great. Season one, two, three, kind of build on each other. Season three, you start feeling better about it.
0: Season eight, garbage. I'm one of those people. I've never seen it. Yeah. I see... Okay. Actually, it's funny. I haven't seen any of the show at all, but I did see the last five minutes of the season finale, season eight, because Kyle I was watching it. Oh, roommate. I can't even... Yeah. It's when, like, he makes, like, shot. the midget becomes the king of kings or whatever. Sorry. Spoiler alert. Um, it's and, not the midget. It's the... It's not the midget? It's the I handicapped the brother. Midget, the hand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Him too. He becomes the king. But the midget got something, right? Yeah, he gets... He gets to live. I forget. No, I thought he got, like, a castle. Or Maybe. Something. Yeah, you got him movie. some. Yeah. I was like, oh, like the a midget, midget a handicap guy. Became... Was it a midget castle? Oh, it everything should was have smaller because I feel bad for that. That's poor actually guy. torturous. Can you imagine being a midget and mm-hmm. then you're gifted a castle and like the everything is like for built for giants? You mean normal people? Yeah. Yeah, I mean you say giants, but <laughs> yeah, I mean you mean five foot five people. Five foot five. Mm,
1: it's got to be a tough way. He's a great actor, though. His story is great, He's too. really good. Yeah. He was sleeping on a couch for a while. Yeah. Just couch surfing. Just and finally the got the big break in Game of Thrones. And he's an amazing actor. Oh, he's also in uh, Elf. Oh, wow. Well,
0: got to maximize your talents. Yeah. I mean, come on, Frank.
1: So what are we talking <laughs> about today, Eric?
0: We were talking about mental health. Ooh. 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 What a topic. Sounds like a hot topic. Mm. It's a jacked Oh, it's topic. a jacked box. Yes. Oh, yeah. Just
1: a couple dudes... Talking about mental health. We have Instagram, Facebook, Podbean, and iTunes. So, any way you want to see us, you get it. Oh, and we'll have a website, too. Yeah. Working on that. Under Worked construction. In, in route. By the time they hear it, though, they'll, it'll be up. Oh, it'll be up. So, oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, I have a... I'm very passionate about mental health, okay? Because I've had my own struggles, and I bring that up. I think it's one of our biggest problems in society. I think suicide... It's actually one of the saddest things that anyone can do. I don't judge them and say they're going to hell. I just I hope they're at a happier place. Because if you feel like you have no options and offing yourself and relieving the pain is the only option you see, I hope you feel better. So if I hear someone say, well, they shouldn't do that selfish. Well, your life is selfish, actually. It is your life. Okay? It is sad what happens to the family. It is sad what happens to your friends. Okay? But did you understand the pain they were actually going through? I can't say I did. I wasn't there. I'm not in their head and their heart. So why can't we just look at
0: these topics with more compassion and empathy? Yeah, that's true. I can definitely, I can see, it's so hardy. I can see like kind of both sides of it, you know, because you can see the side, like through my viewpoint where it's like, I just don't get it. Like, how could you, you know, how is that even an option? You know, that mm-hmm. that's always the thought. And then you have the other perspective that you just described. It's like, yeah, I don't know how, I don't know what someone's going through, what kind of weight they feel like they're carrying, why they have to, you know, end things. I just get confused with some of them, you know, like Lincoln Parks, Chester Bennington. It's like, okay, you killed yourself and left behind, you know, kids, wife, all that. What's your struggle? You know, I get drugs, alcohol. I think he relapsed, you know, for like the eighth time. I'm sure that's really shameful. And it's probably what it is, like shame and guilt. But uh, it's yeah, it's really hard to understand, super hard to mm-hmm. understand. Well, have you ever dealt with it? You ever been depressed? Oh yeah, definitely. Like,
1: how, what's depressed, Eric? Give me, give me, give me depression. Depressed. What's depressed? People say I've been depressed. What's that mean? Well,
0: I've like, been Give de- me an example. Yeah. I've had periods where like, because of like multiple things, whether it was work or the direction I felt like I was taking my life, you know, or like you screw up, you mm-hmm. know, with something, you know Could what I mean? you get out of bed? yeah i still could did you have thoughts of harming yourself no
1: okay so i wouldn't call that it wouldn't definitely be major depression i would say that's no I, mean, I don't think i've ever had sadness. like
0: major depression mm-hmm. or you know clinical whatever the term is mm-hmm. but i've definitely i've been like oh like i feel depressed like this is mm-hmm. a depressing feeling i have it's kind of a vague term yeah yeah because it is vague because it's like it was, but it was probably a little bit more than just like oh i'm sad today it was like you, know, you just feel down. A period of time when I mm-hmm. worked at UPS, for example, mm-hmm. um, I had stopped going to college. I was working this shitty job and I hated it. And I had no idea, you know, what the next move was. So it was a few months where, yeah, every single day, going like going to bed sucks because I was like, "Fuck, I don't want to go to work tomorrow. I don't want to. This sucks. What am I doing?" And then you kind of just go through the motions, mm-hmm. and you're just kind of gray, and you're like living for the weekend kind of a thing. But then that whole Monday through Friday, you're just down, like really down. And I'd have to do a lot of things to feel like okay, like mm-hmm. exercise. And, you know, I watched a lot of... Uh, that's kind of how I found Eric Thomas, the that the motivation motivational... Guy. Yeah, which a lot of his stuff was really good too. But I, I still even... Even then, it wasn't like... I felt like oh I'm in a depression you know so no I've never really dealt with how'd you with, like, get out of it how'd you get out of that funk? <sighs> it was probably a lot of reflection mm-hmm. uh, on the treadmill because I'd run like every day you know I'd run like four or five miles a day and exercise whatnot so, you used so a lot the of time to kind of think mm-hmm. and reflect and then I think dude what happened you know what actually did help me is I had a an opportunity to quit my job mm-hmm. and then go work with one of my best friends in Hawaii and just by doing that oh, wow did you do it I did oh wow and so you know I spent a few months there and that kind of actually really opened my perspective and then when I came back from that I'm like okay I want to I want to go back to school I want to do this I want to do that you know cool so, so you helped yourself yeah so I'll give I'll give a little story and yeah I'm not I'm not here to give
1: sympathy or empathy I'm not a victim by any, mm-hmm. uh, any means so I dealt with depression and I didn't know what it was so I was went to boot camp so that's eight, eight and a half weeks in the Air Force where you lose all your civil rights, right? Most people are like real jacked up. You go through uh, like three weeks where you don't want to live kind of thing just because mm-hmm. you're like shell-shocked. But you get through that and it just becomes normal life. I don't know how to explain it, mm-hmm. but that's like normal in boot camp, actually, they say. Uh, before that, though, I lost my aunt and my grandma of different cancers within a day of each other. So we had a double casket funeral. So like left and right. Very bizarre. Really weird, yeah. if you believe in afterlife and that stuff. Like my grandma just kind of gave up, which she was ready to go, but it's super sad. Oh no, your daughter dies and then you die. Anyways, so then my dad always said bad things come in threes. So I was like, okay. So at the end of boot camp, it was eight and a half weeks. I so come and see me. I have a great time, I'm feeling good about life. About to go to North Texas and get a little bit more freedoms. Like I can go to the bathroom when I want, or I can <laughs> go to the gym when I want. You have, yeah. little, you have no civil rights in the military. People don't understand what you give up, and my dad said hey i had i got my lab work done and uh my psa level is up which i didn't know what that meant at the time I was in the health field i was like oh okay whatever and my dad is my superman so then in a week he called me he's like hey i have prostate cancer and i was like oh my god it was like hearing superman was hit with kryptonite i yeah. was devastated dude so then i went to north texas and it was a shitty environment it was fucking freezing uh it was a new environment i was away from home i was like five months away from being home and my dad needed surgery he 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 um because his dad died of prostate cancer my dad was only 47 so it's definitely genetic and his dad died of it at 72 of prostate cancer and he decided just to take it out and i was super scared dude that my dad was sick and i couldn't be there for him also in my life at the time i had no uh, avenue for having fun i was in the military. it, it fucking sucked in north texas And I remember, like, not wanting to get out of bed, dude. Like, I couldn't get out of bed before 1 p.m. And I've never fought depression or anything like that. And I was like, what is this? Again, I think depression, a lot of it's life circumstances. I wish it was just serotonin, which I'll go into in a second, in a little bit. But, dude, I didn't know what the fuck was going on. I would just not, like, molly around. i just barely get through the day. I didn't do anything fun, man. I was down. And I got through it. But it was fucking horrible, dude. I remember laying in bed and just staring at the ibuprofen bottle going, man, if I chug this, do I get to like be able to get home and be with my dad? You know, Because I wanted to be there for him. And then I got in trouble in the military. And I don't go too much into that, but my world became even worse because we got in trouble. They took half my pay. Uh, I was underage drinking. I just went to a party and they just hammered us yeah. they made us do extra duty on the weekend so every day is 12 hour days On the weekend i work 24 extra hours overnight and then i had a guy like threatened me he said hey man my new family can't my my new kid my baby boy can't and my wife can't come see me because our squadron was locked down because we got in trouble so i was scared dude, to get beat up actually because yeah i was in a group of people that fucked up some guy got dy ratted on us and, uh, I was just, I went out just to have fun finally, because I was so sad for my dad. And, uh, anyways, it was this crazy perfect storm. I didn't tell my family what I was going through. I lost, I went through such, it was even during the week, dude, they fucking made us stand in the hallway for eight hours studying a manual. Like we weren't allowed to talk. We were, we weren't allowed to go to the bathroom alone. It was fucking horrible. I had to hold signs at the gate for four hours at a time. It was like 19 degrees and they would say, don't drink and drive while people are laughing at us and throwing shit at us. You know, it was a fucking horrible thing. What I'm saying is that why wouldn't you be depressed in those circumstances? Yeah, it that's, almost that's,
0: seems that's, like it's, yeah. I don't want to say a healthy response, but I, I do feel like, you know, we're we're kind of trained to always want to be happy and feel good, but, you know, circumstances are going to make you feel bad. And that's like a totally natural thing, you know. Like a depressed feeling can be good too. Well, not good, but it can be totally normal it's a normal response like your your body's actually working how it normally would you know given the circumstance and we uh
1: i did i did steroids too so i did i'll talk about this in another episode i talked about this on the ene i did a steroid cycle one time a few years ago and i got off dude and basically you peak up your hormones real high and as soon as you get off your body doesn't make them so you you go through a gutter dude i got so fucking depressed and that happens to some guys. Like, I'm more at risk compared to other men. Some guys can be fine. Yeah. And I went to psychiatry one time, got on Zoloft, and it helped a ton. But I'll explain how Zoloft worked, but that wasn't the issue. My issue was my hormones were jacked, right? So why was I depressed? Not because my body's... Well, because my body was fucked up with steroids, right? You go real high, and then it goes low. But the SSRI um to go into the science we use these drugs called ssris it's called selective serotonin reuptake inhibitor so what happens is you have brain synapses so neurons that speak to each other it blocks from one so the serotonin doesn't get absorbed and serotonin helps us make us feel better now ssris like prozac nation they're all in that class and there's a lot of bad things that come from those so can they help yes are they the answer no they're a piece of the pie. The best thing for you for depression is exercise. is being, is great. Diet, which we'll talk about. Uh, CBT, cognitive behavioral therapy. Just talking to people. Like my advocacy for men is a lot of men don't feel comfortable to share with people that they struggle because they have pride. And you build and build and build that in, dude, and then you blow your head off. Like at least women are strong enough that they feel like they can talk to others. Like, why don't we as men, like, have more support groups? And, hey, man, like, you're going through a shitty time. Your, your wife left you. She cheated on you. You're stressed out on your bills. Dude, if you're not depressed, man, I'm more worried about you. Yeah, right. You should be. Like, But let's get you better, right? So my, my passion is mental health. And I'm a family nurse practitioner, which means I can deal with basic depression, anxiety. But I do want to add on a psychiatric certification, which is like another year, so I can really help people with mental health. Because we don't empower that population. It's growing like crazy. And all we tell you is that a medication is going to help you. It might be part of it. However, I can tell you from my personal experience is that I don't have major depression. I just went through some shit that made me depressed. I had suicidal thoughts at the time. And I'm like, why wouldn't you? Like, maybe some people call me weak because I thought of suicide. You know what? You're just being, you're being naive. If you never fought depression or went through some hard tough, tough times, like, if you're in so much pain and you don't think of that as an option.
0: Yeah. Well, plus, you know, humans were curious people too, mm-hmm. you know? So that natural curiosity of even thinking, maybe not like, oh, if I, you know, hung myself, whatever, I, the actual way to do it. But you just think like, whoa, what would it be like if I just wasn't here? You know yeah, I mean?
1: maybe it'd be easier for my family. Maybe I don't easier. bring them down, yeah. right? A lot of men commit suicide, and they're more violent usually with it, with yep. with uh like, uh, you know, sh- shooting themselves or whatever. Women do a lot of popping pills. It's not always that way. You see more and more of this, but it's just sad. Mm-hmm. And I want to, with this podcast, hopefully like tell well especially for men man it's not easy to say like ah i've been suicidal and i've been depressed and i look like a strong happy guy which i am most of the time yeah but i've had to work through some personal struggles and
0: issues man to get stronger yeah and like i've said too you know it's i definitely think for me uh at least it's circumstantial too like What's going on in my life? Because it's always related to, for me, it's been related to work, obviously, because work is a huge part of your life, 96,000 right? hours, so, we all work, right? Something yeah. like that. So I've had those jobs, even in the last few recent years, where I, every single day when I was doing this thing that I was being paid to do, I was like, God, I hate, like, the the literally the word was hate. It was mm-hmm. like, I hate that this. Sucks. I I a job like that too. hate this. And, and because of that, mm-hmm. yeah, every morning you'd wake up, you're like, oh, man, you just felt dull. Yeah. like really dull. And so I had to do a ton of things for me. It was like, yeah, it was nutrition, exercise. Like I read a ton of books, a lot of like, you know, Tony Robbins type self help type stuff, which is good. But I was like, you know, I need to, I need to change my circumstance. I need to change what I do, you know, and just, you kind of just, for me, I just stumbled upon it. Um, but you also, you also
1: said you took the route of I'm going to do what I can to get better.
0: Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm.
1: I'm going to do what I can. Even if admitting that you need to be on medication for a little bit, that's fine. Let's do it. But let's get through this tough time. Let's get better. I can tell you that my mental health is way better with my exercise, with actually enjoying my job, with having better relationships in my family and better boundaries, with having people around me that love and care about me, with... My diet, which has been less processed foods, it's high meat, which a lot of psychiatrists are now saying that we need red meat because of the carnitine is part of it. Yeah, They're actually linking like veganism and all this lack of nutrition to mental health. Why is mental
0: health rising? It's crazy. I hear uh, uh, there's a lot of stuff coming out about keto carnivore diets being amazing for your brain. It's helping schizophrenics. You're talking
1: about these people... That hear voices. It's so sad, man. I was a psychiatric nurse. I would see people that are screaming at a radio because all they hear all day long is someone yelling in their head that they're not good, that they're pieces of shit. It's so sad, man. We have to put them on these crazy medications to just numb them, and you're you're a zombie. And I'm like, why
0: can't we look at this differently and be like, what can I do, man, to help you? What can I do to make your life better? Well, I definitely think it's a. I hate to just blame it on society, but it's a societal problem too. I mean, have you you've read Tribe right by Sebastian Younger? No, he was no. on uh, Rogan's podcast. You haven't? You never read it? Mm-mm. Okay. Well, I, I have it. it. It's a pretty quick read, but he's the one. You know, he t- he goes really deep into kind of like our ancestral origins mm-hmm. and the way we've you know for thousands of years have humans have kind of coexisted and lived like we've never lived in these huge cities with three to five million people you know what i mean uh we've always just been these tight groups it's kind of like that you know the last one we did about relationships you know having close relationships having tight-knit groups we're kind of built like humans are built to function in these tight-knit super intimate groups right um but society now like modern society we're built to be there's 5 million people in one city. You sit in traffic all morning. You can feel totally alone, yet be surrounded by dozens, if not hundreds of people. You know,
1: Social media, yeah. you have 3,000 really friends, but you're ourselves. not close to anyone. Yeah, Maybe
0: close, quality
1: relationships. Yeah. Really. People you can call when you're having a rough day and be like, Hey, man, I, I need to grab a beer. Hey, man, I need to talk to you. Or or your girl, your mm-hmm. your spouse, your partner. Why are married couples healthier yeah because you have a partner at night that you can be like hey you know i had a rough day you know what should i do here yeah you know, what when you're having a tough time uh you know i'm in a relationship like if she's going through a tough time i'm here to i'm here to help you what do you need do you need to vent do you yep. do you do i need to just be there next to you do yeah you need and- suggestions from me like i love you i'm here to help you that's yeah. what
0: people need and what's 90% of what we look at which is the internet which is advertising and what what's advertising it's telling us oh the big house the big car the this product that product Fucking garbage this fantasy that no one obtains no one wants to obtain or they do obtain the big house and what they realize is there's there's a lot of lonely housewives out there there's a, I think the suicide rates are through the roof for uh you know like the more wealthy you know those classes you have kids who are like growing up in you know Scottsdale off in themselves, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's really weird. I it's think they call a, it what they call it, affluenza, affluenza. You know, because you're affluent and it's actually depressing people. Mm-hmm. It's well, crazy. You have, you have
1: nothing to live for. No.
0: We human beings, for whatever reason, need purpose in our life.
1: Mm-hmm. Like my biggest purpose is to help as many people as I can. And I'm trying to figure out an avenue where I can do that. I can also support my family. And I am I love helping people. I It's addicting. When I was a kid, I just like making people laugh. And I was like, why did I do that? Because I enjoy making people smile and, and have a good time, man. Mm-hmm. When I was going through that tough time in the military I was talking about, dude, I it, it was a horrendous time in our life like we i can't paint a picture for how horrible it was because you couldn't go anywhere and get away the only time because when you slept so i slept more because it's the only time i could finally get away from stuff when my family called me i would just act like everything was fine because i don't want to put more pressure on my dad as he's going through prostate cancer and having surgery done Uh, but i would try and joke around and even in those times like there's a book called a man's search for meaning which is an amazing book about the Holocaust and a psychiatrist that went through it. And he said, you could see the people that gave up. You could see the people that mentally gave up, lost the hope. And then they died. He said, you can watch it. And he was in a concentration camp a few years. I think he lost his wife. Really, really sad. And to have that perspective from a science standard, he actually created a whole form of psychiatry after that. However, there's something about having purpose, having belief There's people that have been through so much, man, that you can't even imagine. That's why I don't even, I'm never a victim, man. There's someone that's been through 10 times worse things that I've been through, and they're smiling more than me, they're happier than me, and they had a bigger impact. Like, it's amazing
0: the power of the human spirit. Yeah, you can't be a victim. Because, like you said, there's always someone who's obviously gone through way more and whatnot. But I also think you just always need to have a plan. You know what I mean? So if you are depressed, or you're dealing with anxiety, stress, whatever, it's like, okay, let's create, let's develop a plan. What can you do to try and start to pull yourself out of this? You know, if it's work, do you need to find a new job? If it's your health, do you need to start exercising? And it doesn't have to be anything crazy either, you know. I hear, a, I, think it was, I think it was Mark Bell, Mark or Chris Bell, um, saying 20 to 30 minutes of walking a day, you know, releases all sorts of good, you know, serotonin levels and whatnot in your brain you know it just it's it's great for us but those are all things that again in kind of like modern society we don't do you know people are sitting all day long and then when they come home from their sitting job they sit and watch netflix hulu whatever and kind of get stuck in those behaviors that keep them low i i agree i think we we are producing these lives that
1: are not conducive. I used to work at USAA. I love the company as a bank insurance company. I like learning a lot, but sitting on the phone all day, man, plugged in, taking 60 phone calls for 10 hours, four days straight. That's not what human beings are meant to do. No, it will literally rip out your soul. Everyone there is on Zoloft, SSRIs. So like Prozac. Uh, Oh, it's horrible, man! It, It everyone just fills their face with processed foods because you're just sitting there all day long. I enjoyed the finance aspect of it. It was so bad, man. I would count every minute of the day. I can never have that. I'm not that type of person. Some people can do eight to five, have real, you know, strict routine or whatever. I need some like excitement in my life. I don't need to jump out of a plane. But I do need to like mix it up a little bit. That's my personality. Just a little bit, man. Like I, my job right now at Urgent Care, I have so much autonomy. It's awesome, dude. Like I don't mind seeing 60 patients in a day eventually. That's a lot. Yeah, imagine 60 in 12 hours? That's a lot, man. And you can do that here and there. I can also see 10 one day and have a slower day. That's okay. So it's good to mix it up, man. You need to be challenged. You need to be enticed. You need to, like I go to work. I don't, I'm not miserable going. No. Even as a nurse, I didn't enjoy it, man. I like the people. However, it was so stressful. Uh, you get treated really bad. I can't tell, begin to tell you how abused nurses are. They don't even know like how abused they are. It's horrible. And I would go to work and just like af- after work, I would just go home and watch the Nature Channel because I couldn't begin. I couldn't even think about looking at human beings. <laughs> That's not the way we're supposed to be, man. No. Like I'm literally, it's it's horrendous working an inner city ER and during a busy flu season it's so it dude it rips it rips your heart out man like your empathy i I see people die and i'm just like "Hmm." i think it's a way to cope but you know you try to help someone and they just treat you like shit i'm like where does this come from that's not okay i don't care what you've been through don't treat people bad stop being mean it's not yeah, necessary. Dude, that's
0: what it was like in social work too. You know, I'd, I'd be in these really rough areas and people who have these crazy life circumstances, and you know, you're just trying to do your job, and you're also trying to be very helpful, and I'm trying to be understanding and patient, all those things, and then people are just complete assholes to you, and you're like, "Wow, like, yeah, you're right. Where is this coming from? You know, I'm I'm the one person here who's trying to not only help you, but I'm doing it with a smile on my face. I don't have to. You dude, know, what you're I mean?
1: not you're not making a ton of money on them, dude. Yeah, like, you're you're there. I'm like, hey, dude, I love you as a person. Like, my, I literally, a big driver for social workers. I love social workers. I wish they made more money. Mm-hmm. And it's really sad that they go into these crazy debts to help people. It's so sad, man. I'm like, you have a big heart, okay? Yep. Like, I, we need more people like you. I worked in psychiatric medicine, man. That was my first nursing gig. It's not an easy area to work in. Oh, no. All, you just read, I would read these people's stories and the amount of rape and abuse it was so sad man you can't even begin to realize you're like yeah you were raped from five to 13 no wonder why you're using meth and heroin but we see that meth addict that's you know asking for money on the side of the road and we say what a piece of shit he should get a job or she should get a job do you have any idea what that person went through like they're amazing that they didn't off themselves or hurt others after what they've been through you know, instead of coming from compassion going, hey, maybe we can somehow work on the trauma and maybe they can slowly heal, we just you know, we look at them like, oh, there's a fucking loser. They don't they don't help people, blah, blah, blah. I talk to like meth addicts, heroin addicts, I don't mind it. I say, hey, we need to use clean needles, you know, what's going on? Do you have anything going good in your life? Right? Maybe the drug is the only thing they're holding on to. Like, why wouldn't you use the drug if that gives you some if it numbs you or it gets you away from those traumas you had to deal with. So many people do it or abused and it's so sad. It's a circle too.
0: Oh yeah, for sure. Mm-mm.
1: I do have uh, a book that like changed my life. It's called lost connections by Johan Harry. Harry.
0: Yeah. He's a, uh, he was on Rogan. Yeah, he was. I've heard him a couple and times. Later. I love him. Dude. He's he, really he, good.
1: He dealt with personal depression. And so I related to that and, I, anyways, this book is amazing. It's about empowerment. It's mm-hmm. about, so you heard SSRIs, right? Serotonin. Yeah. Have you heard people tell you that serotonin is the problem with depression? No. So, anyways, in the science community, it's not conclusive. So, if a psychiatrist oh, tells it can't you, be. well, no, this is how bad it is. I'll explain it. So, it's even worse than, that's kind of like cholesterol, but it's even worse. So, <laughs> with serotonin, right? It's a neurotransmitter in your brain. There's subfactions of it, meaning there's multiple different types of serotonin. Okay, I'm not getting into that. We don't to get too much into the science. But serotonin, selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors, Zoloft, Prozac, uh, Celexa, Lexapro, Paxil, all those. That whole class of meds that were built in like the 60s, I believe. They are used for depression, right? Yeah. They numb you. They can help. The problem is, is when you instill that medicine, your body stops producing such serotonin. It's called negative feedback loop. Our body is already an amazing machine that's been around for thousands of years. The minute you throw something into it from outside, your body stops producing it. That's why you have to up the dose. Okay. Now, why do you get this up like euphoria from Prozac? because it does work for a short period of time for some people they're on it forever but it's not natural and scientists have chemically lowered serotonin in people's brains and depression was not present so it's not that simple i wish it was just prozac nation and we're all happier i'm sorry guys it's not i don't have a pill to tell you that your mom raped you and beat the shit out of you your dad did i don't have a pill for that i can try to numb you so maybe you can go to therapy. We can actually work on it. So let's stop saying that these
0: complex problems are simplistic answers. It's not. Yeah, and don't the same companies that make all these drugs they also make the drugs for the side effects too. Well, you they have I mean? to. So like here's- like one is a side effect to like Prozac. I don't know if this is true or not, but it's like a side effect could be like impotence. And then the same mm-hmm. company that owns the drug for that also owns the drug to help you. You know.
1: Yeah, maybe I, they don't make new antidepressant medicines because it's too complex and there's too many side effects. Yeah. So our body, they don't even make anti-anxiety medications, but mm-hmm. that, that group of medicines called benzodiazepines was found in the fifties. They have not created new ones because they can't, yeah. it's not that easy to just stop anxiety. Your body's telling you something, something is out of whack. You're not supposed to be chron- chronically anxious, dude. I've had panic attacks and stuff like that. I was going through a really tough time. I was working night shift, not sleeping. Your body's screaming at you. Oh, yeah. Telling you, you need to get healthier. You need to do better. Like, maybe it's all these allergies in our environment from this shitty diet we have and all this exposure to chemicals is jacking us up. There's there's so much to this. So when I look at a person, I want to look at them completely. I want to look at them and say, hey, I think this is the root of the issue, and i'm going to work on that but i'm going to give you some adjunct therapy like maybe a medicine helps for a little bit but i really want you to start walking
0: i really yeah. want you to get in the sauna that's like have you uh you've heard of Chris Cresser, right i love Chris Cresser. yeah he mm-hmm. uh he was what they do at their clinic um he was i feel like he said they were noticing some people who, you know, were either depressed or dealing with anxiety and stuff like that, who are on different medications for that. What they found out when they did all, like, their labs and whatnot is that they were just really vitamin deficient in, like, B12 or, yeah. you know, vitamin D. Maybe. It's kind of crazy. And then, like, mm-hmm. as soon as they fixed that they were able and diet, they were able to help people literally get off of, you know, um, medications for depression and whatnot yep. because it was really just their diet. Yep. And then people don't want to hear it. Right. I was no. I was at
1: a nurse practitioner physician assistant skills course for three days and I'm one of the only I don't wanna say it, but I'm one of the only healthy people out of the group of thirty. And that's, I'm not trying yeah. to talk crap. I'm no, just but telling that's, you that's how it goes, right? I'm looking at people and dude, you know what we ate for three days? One day was buca de peppo, it was mm. all carbs and no protein. Yeah. One day was sandwiches, another day was uh, what was the first day? Mellow mushroom. All good food. It tastes great. It's shit food yeah and you have these practitioners telling you to take probiotic excuse me the probiotic science is based from probiotic companies the the companies selling the product are producing this science okay the only way to reset your gut microbiome that they're finding all these guys are making tons of money on is fasting i was gonna say a fast that's so probably have been way st- that's what i've been doing uh my girlfriend i'm having her start to do i said i said you have to do it 100% So what I do is a 16-hour, eight-split. It's the easiest for me. Eight hours, I eat. Usually healthier, but sometimes I'll have ice cream. It's okay. You can actually eat not as pure and be fine. But that 16 hours, I have nothing but water and black coffee. You can't have artificial sweeteners. You can't have even a little bit of cream. Nothing. Because what you're doing is you're putting your body into a fast. Your gut microbiome is adjusting and your body is actually healing. You have what's called autophagy. Autophagy is the rebuilding of your cells. It's the only science proven method to reverse aging is fasting. And Eric, I feel better right now, dude, than when I was on steroids. I feel better at 30 years old than I do at 21. I'm I'm telling you, this is like magic. There's a reason why Islam, they had that, you know, they had Ramadan, Mm -hmm. the 12-hour fast. Yep. They or I think it was 12 hours, or no, it was longer. It was light and day. It depends. It's, yeah, it's when the sun goes down. I don't agree with no water, but still the fasting. In Catholicism, I think there's fasting. There's reasons to this. Now, the thing with fasting, though, is that if you're a, most of us are sugar dependent. Like, people don't even realize how sugar addicted they are. But people will wake up in the middle of the night and your body will go, you will sleepwalk to the kitchen looking for sugar. Sugar is a powerful, addictive substance, and it's not in our natural environment. No. You do not crave fruit. No. You crave a chocolate bar. That's not normal. You crave uh, a donut. That's not normal. I'm sorry, that's from the food industry. And again, all this is wrapped together, but mental health, There are options. There are things to help you. I'm extremely passionate about it. That's why you'll hear it. I have my personal experience with it. I used to think, oh, man, there's just something wrong with my brain. No, man. I had a shitty job. Uh, My dad was sick. Uh, Another time, like, when me and a girlfriend would break up, i get real sad, and that stems from my childhood, and the rough divorce, and how my mom kind of pushed me to the side, blah, blah, blah. And I'm not a victim. I'm just telling you that there are answers, okay? And... When patients come to me, I want to say, "Hey, I'm here to pow- empower you. If you're willing to do changes and actually give my interventions a chance, I'm willing to do whatever it takes. I'm not going to give up on you." Okay, so come to me. Listen to what I I say here, and try it, and let me know what works for you.
0: So yeah. I can, you know, add that to my, I guess, my anecdotal evidence. I guess. Yeah, yeah. There was a really good documentary on Netflix about happiness. I think it was called. I think it was just called Happy. But it was the it was yeah, you've seen it, right? It was awesome, man. Yeah. Yeah, the the Russian was, guy that lived with his dog in the wilderness. Yeah. You know, that guy? Yeah. Well, and he's super happy. There's a whole bunch of... Yeah, he goes Little through a, a ton of stuff. different ones. And he's the director who made it. He did all those Jim Carrey movies. He did like Dumb and Dumber and Liar, Liar and stuff. But I think he had dealt with a lot of depression. So he was kind of on this quest. And he was like, we have all this science or whatever, quote unquote science about depression. But what about happiness? You know, can we study happiness in the same way we study depression and kind of just from his whole little journey he found out you know most people were super happy who were just kind of doing what they really wanted to do and when they were just kind of serving others Mm -hmm. you know there was that guy he was like some some lawyer he was rich he had you know the big house the big car the money the rolex everything and he said he was a depressive mess and he actually wound up uh he would fly down to, like, Calcutta, like, once or twice a year and Mm -hmm. just serve, like, I mean, severely handicapped and people who were pretty much just waiting to die. And he'd, you know, bathe them and wash them and feed them and spend, you know, a couple weeks there. And he was more happy doing that than when he was, you know eating sushi in Tokyo. You know what I mean? Just like this super rich dude. It's like, Mm. it's just crazy, you know? And there was a whole bunch of different examples like that. Like that, like you said, that dude, that Russian guy, he's just out in the wilderness, him and his dog, and he just, he was happy doing that. He was like a fur trapper. Yeah. Another guy was an Indian guy and Mm -hmm. he lived in the
1: slums. Literally ran barefoot, I think, with the thing, like you hold it up, kind of like in China, I don't know what it's called, Mm -hmm. but you you like ride people around, like a person taxi. Yeah. And he had like five kids in a shack. Yeah But he was happy. He doesn't have no 401k in America no. we're worried about, how much do you have social security? They don't have any of that. No. You either go out and make money or you don't have it.
0: That's- And he's happy. That's why I like, uh, like I said, that book Tribe uh, by mm-hmm. Sebastian Younger. He was telling, he was on Joe Rogan. He was giving this example. He said he was in, actually, you know what? This is, I'm going to get this wrong. This was Henry Rollins um, oh, like from Black Flag. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Henry Rollins said he was in, he's Nazi he travels all over the world and he was in mm-hmm. Africa. And he was talking to uh, this like local tribes person, and his his guide was you know he was asking him like hey do you have a word for retire? And they're like no it's not even we don't even have a word in our entire language for the word retire we don't even or vacation he said do you have a word for retire or vacation? And he's like no there's no word for it because here it's like. We're just doing this until we're done, you know what I mean? And so it's crazy because, you know, that's in a third world nation. You know, obviously our first world problems, yeah, we think about, oh, we just need a vacation or I can't wait till I retire. I'm like, yeah, that is depressing. No wonder you're depressed because all you can look forward to in an entire year is a one or a two one-week vacations to what? Like San Diego and Florida, you know, you're gone for five days and then boom, right back to something you hate doing all year long. Like that's that is depressing, and then all you mm-hmm. can think of is like, well, I can't wait till I'm sixty-five; I can retire." It's like, "And do what? What a depressing and do life!" You're Exactly. Whole life, what are you going to do? Die at Probably die.
1: You die at sixty-seven. You know that's
0: why you look mm-hmm. at. Uh, I think two professions I, I saw. One was a cop, and the other was corrections. It was like the age, average age of death was like fifty-four and like fifty-six. Some of it had to do obviously the numbers because it's dangerous jobs; you can die on the job and whatnot. But a lot of it was like. Those are two jobs where you die when you retire, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot of cops die shortly after they retire.
1: One. You don't have good health. I started crazy, looking at man. life differently. I used to look at life that way. Like, I only look forward to my off time. Yeah, I'm actually, doing, I'm actually it have fun at work, for the most part. I want to work when I work, which I'm getting closer and closer to that. Yeah, I enjoy it. I think, like, 24 hours is fine for a week. I work in other things. I can read. I can write a book. I can... Uh, volunteer I, I need I think that's more of a normal why do we work 40 hours I think you don't need that I think you more, need more time with your family I think you need more time for health and giving back and so that's my goal I want to work and it not feel like work that's what I want but another thing too like today is a Sunday uh, we're doing this podcast kind of last minute thing it's a great way to start my day I had my black coffee I'm going to go to the gym sit in the sonics I don't feel good I'm going to go hang out for a barbecue at a friend's house watch some football Get off. I'm gonna go watch some more football with my girl while she cooks and then we're gonna watch a Dave Ramsey episode and then watch the rest of the Shining and I'm super looking forward to it. Sounds amazing. Just a great day. Like there's nothing special about it.
0: But the world is your oyster. That's it, man.
1: Have some sex tonight. Yeah. Oh. You know, that's fun. I don't know. What else you need? I get I sleep really good when I'm with her. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know, that's a great Sunday, man. I don't when we go to a movie I have a great time. I don't need to travel and take fancy pictures in Bali. (laughs) Um I you know I go to Prescott. We went on a Prescott day trip. I had a great time. Yeah. Why why do we need this
0: excess? Can you just have different perspective and realize that we're exactly. lucky what we have. Well, it's like it's kind of like going back to yeah. You know, I hate just blaming like oh it's society because it's like what does that really mean? But the way modern society's kind of been constructed because of. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, whatever. It's trying to sell you stuff. It's, it's, it's marketing, yeah. And, and it's people to sell you stuff and putting away. stuff out there. Like, yeah, like, because you see someone like, oh, Coachella. And you're like, oh, must be nice or whatever. But then you're like, why, you know, why is it that we think that these are the only things that make us happy? You know, like, like material. I like nice things. You like nice things. Like, of course, we're going to want something nice, like a nice television that you're going to use and all that stuff. But, When you make it your source of happiness, I think that's what makes you depressed because as soon as you buy that, you know, you could buy that purse, that watch, whatever, the brand new phone, that instant feeling is like, oh, like, this is amazing. I love it. I love it so much. You feel good. But how long is it honestly before you get used to it? You buy that brand new phone and you're like, this thing's insane. And it's really not that long before you're, hours, you're totally used to it. A
1: couple hours, maybe and a I've day. I've heard
0: the same, a day. I don't know where the science was, I, I probably just heard it, but it just makes sense and it's probably no science to this, but they say that the same kind of rush you get from like purchasing a new item, like buying a new MacBook, even buying a car, um, you can get that same kind of rush when you get like a meal you really want or like a bowl mm-hmm. of ice cream you it's really want. It's all the want. same. It's called dopamine. Yeah, it's just that same rush you can get and then it kind of... Maybe the car lasts a little bit longer, but it's all the same. you no, know? less than a you week find, you're used to your car. Yeah, Less than a week. And when you New find... your house, less than a week. Oh, yeah. You find kind of intrinsic values and in things. Like for me, doing this podcast, hanging out with people, being around people I really enjoy, it's like I like not only every minute of it, but then... I have a good memory, or I have a good experience. It it kind of puts me in a different mental state. It Makes me. It's like in. It enhances my life, you know. Versus, oh, I bought this new watch. Like, ugh, yeah, whatever. we try to fill our life with extrinsic values.
1: Yeah, extrinsic is something that's bought. It could even be. It's, there's a difference from sex and making love. Yeah. Okay. There's mm-hmm. a difference from connection and just banging. There's a difference from having a friendship and an actual quality relationship. Intrinsic values are the important ones. So that's where you get love. That's where you get intrinsic motivation as well. Is yep. what actually, You can't stoke someone's fire, man. You can watch as many motivational videos and all that crap. I, I watch them. They're great. My yeah. motivation comes from, from within. So it's nothing to do with other people. I don't care. I have people go, wow, well, you're so driven. I'm like, yeah, I can actually beat myself up. Yeah, I know. I beat myself up. I, yep, people think here. I'm cocky about how good, you know, I look good or I'm good looking, I'm in good shape. You have no idea that I look in the mirror and go, I should be better. Yep. Or, I, man, fuck, I should have got a couple more reps or I should have pushed it harder. People have no idea how hard I am on myself. And that's what drives me because the only. God, I think on, it's good on a to. Tangent, but, yeah, but it's fine. I think it's
0: good to be that hard on yourself.
1: I think so. Uh, Joe Rogan talks about that. Uh, one thing is this: the only true fair comparison is comparing yourself to who you were yesterday. Yeah, I do not compare myself to others. If you're five five and you're comparing yourself to someone that's six five, and they're lifting more than you, they're a bigger person. I do not try to go to the gym and outlift people. I do get motivated when I see people pushing themselves; it motivates me. So I do enjoy that. However, I'm not going to compare myself to the guy that's on steroids that's 250 pounds. I'm six foot, 165 pounds, or six one, whatever. I compare myself to how I was yesterday. I compare myself to the man I was yesterday. I compare myself to who I am yesterday. I'm a nurse practitioner now. Never thought that would happen, man. I'm already used to it. I'm like, God, this is so amazing. Like, where am I going to be taken next? Yeah. I'm not going to stop because life is not a plateau. Yeah, like, what's the next five years like? Life's a journey, man. Like, my relationship with my girl we either are going to have and I said this before we're either going to have this amazing relationship this partnership that's never going to falter that can weather through any storm or we're just not going to do it because it's just not worth our time that's why I look at it I don't want a mediocre relationship she doesn't either like You, and that's with anything man my friendships are great I called out my best friend he's the most disciplined consistent guy ever and I called him out because I'm being a good friend and saying hey man you know I view this a little different I think you should look at this blah 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 and he he calls me out. You know, that's what a friendship is, man. Be truthful. Be honest. Like You need to hear it. I need to hear sometimes, like, Frank, you know, you need to calm down, dude. Like, relax. I need to hear that. I need to hear, Yeah, nah, it's not a good decision, Frank. I made some dumb decisions. Thank God I had my best friend to be like, hey, man, that's stupid. Basically, in a nice way, right? Yeah. I'm like, oh, you know what?
0: Okay. okay maybe. Yeah, you're right. Mm, <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm being dumb. I'm being dumb. I know. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I was trying to look for this quote, too. But uh, I read this book called Big Magic. And uh, there's this quote in there that kind of hit home because it's like we I think part of people feeling like anxious or depressed or whatever is because we're so concerned with what other people think. Yeah. And people don't uh, care. Yeah. And she wrote in this book she was like I mean she put it a lot more articulate than how I'm going to remember it. But basically it came down to like at the end of the day. Nobody really cares that much about you and your life and what you're doing because they're so wrapped up in what they're doing and Mm -hmm. who they are in their own path. So just stop worrying about what so-and-so going to think, what so-and-so going to say, or even if someone makes a comment about the way you dress, look, the job you take, whatever, it doesn't matter because it's your life. It, you can be selfish because it is your life and don't worry about what they say, what they do, what they think because they're more wrapped up and concerned. Maybe when they made that comment to you in that one specific little moment, they, they're they saying something about you and your life, instantly they forget, they don't care, they're about their, their own self. They yeah. want to live and their own life. A lot of life. times
1: that comment is actually more about them. Yeah. I had a guy the other day, so don't worry. I'm at the barbershop, having a good time, I'm not a big fan of the barbershop, I don't like talking. No. Not in that atmosphere, but anyways, I was talking and I'm like, I don't try to act like i'm cool or something look man I'm, I'm proud of where i am i worked really hard to get here i don't think i'm that cool like i'm an i have a nurse i'm a nurse practitioner cool man i mean it's cool especially where we come from i think you're pretty cool thanks man yeah i'm just frank Jim. okay i'm just a normal dude yeah. I have Some you know whatever i try to be the best i can be that's it and i was talking to this guy i knew him he was a scribe at a er and i go hey man what's up how are you doing i actually want to hear more about other people mm-hmm. that's another thing too i don't like talking about myself i know what i'm doing like my job's cool. Yeah. it's not that cool. I do it all day. I don't want to talk yeah. about it. No. I want to talk about real cool stuff. Like, but anyways, I talked to him. I was like, "Hey, what's uh, what's up, man? You you going to med school? A lot of scribes. They, they're the ones that like document for doctors. in yeah. Busy hospitals. And he's like going to med school. I'm like, oh, that's awesome, dude, or PA school, something like that. I'm like, dude, it's great, man. He's a cool cat, dude. I'm standing at the register. I'm like, yeah, I'm just so happy not to be a nurse, and I'm not putting down nursing because nurses get all butt hurt. I'm way happier as but a you nurse did practitioner. It. Way happier, yeah. I get treated way better. It's better for me. Nurses are the most amazing, loving people, and I wish they got treated better, but they don't. And then I told him, dude, I just so happy I got this job, and I'm doing good. I like it. It's great, man. And uh, you know, I'm kind of loud that day. I'm full of energy. And this guy, this guy I don't know. This fat guy with a, he's in his 40s. White dude has a bare belly. He's like, PAs make more than NPs. And I was like, so think about that for a second. I am really big into anti-bullying. I wanted to rip this guy's head off because, A, he's projecting. trying what to What comment me, does that serve? Oh, dude, too. he was just trying to put me down. Yeah. And With I all flipped that is. out, Eric. I was so close, man. If I'm a violent person, I would beat the living shit out of this guy. You don't ever talk. You don't even know who I am. Yeah. So anyways, I didn't do that. Sorry, I don't want to come across violent. But I get angry because I'm, he meant to just be hurtful. Yeah. A, he's wrong. So I go... Yeah, like, what the hell does he know? No, he's actually wrong. Yeah. So statistics show in the state of Arizona, nurse practitioners have independent practice authority. What that means is that I do not need a doctor to do my job. A physician assistant always needs a doctor. So technically, we have more autonomy, and we're more uh, able in the workforce. Yeah. I love physician and that's assistants. That's just a fact. You're not putting down no, the other one. It's that's just like, a fact. is what it is. And I go, hey, man, you're actually not speaking the truth. And he goes, well, my wife's a ER doctor. And I go, well, that kind of sucks that she doesn't know what she's talking about either. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, dude, I, I literally put like him on blast. I was like, you know, it's kind of ass. shitty. Yeah, I kind of go, it's kind of weird when people talk out of their ass. That's exactly what I said. It's weird when people don't know what the fuck they're talking about. Like, oh, dude, I went off. And then he doesn't know what he's talking about. No. And he was, he didn't feel good about himself, dude. That's where it comes from. That's he's always a fat guy, from. doesn't work out. I'm in shape. Because I, I like to be in shape, man. And I'm not here to put people down. Yeah. Like, I'm if you're a waiter... And uh, as like, long as you
0: enjoy what you're dude, doing, I'm happy I'm for you, man. It.
1: I hope other people make money. Yeah. I hope other people
0: make more money
1: than me. I hope yeah. other people are happier. Please, yeah. like, I'm not here to put you down. I love seeing other people be successful. Yep. I love it's it. There's enough for everyone. There is. There's not a There's finite success. pie of yeah. success. Stop it. Everyone when I can hit, go get some. God, it, it, it fucking irks me, man. Mm-hmm. And that's the biggest thing about being successful. That's why I don't like brag about what i do i do i like talking about the people because i don't like when people get all weird They're like oh he's a master's degree you think you're hoity-toity and i'm like dude that's because you don't feel good about yourself stop yeah. stop bring trying to bring me down because i'm successful and what i mean by successful, i'm successful in my own eyes yeah okay you might have a great relationship i have a I know a guy that, you know, he's, he's a waiter, he's been a waiter a long time, a real hard worker, has an amazing wife, house, That that's his version of success. Yeah. So good, dude. I'm happy for you, man. Yeah. Like, be happy. Like, please stop. If you, I'm not comparing myself to others. I have different talents, different skills, different struggles. Stop comparing yourself. It's not a fair comparison. Compare yourself to yourself. Are you better than you were yesterday or are you not? If you're not, that's on you. Yep like god dude i hate that's the biggest thing about success it sucks man is you have a, like if this podcast takes off i'm not here to brag make money be famous i don't want it i just want to go to the grocery store but i really want to pass a message that helps people that's what we want to do dude right. i don't i don't need to hang out with movie stars i have no interest in that i have no interest in hollywood at all yeah. i'd rather miss, meet the single mom that became a badass lawyer you know, I'd rather meet uh, uh, the single dad that raised three kids because his wife died. Yeah, like what a stud! That those are the people I want to meet, not Robert Downey Jr. or these fake <laughs> people, not these politicians. <laughs> yeah. Like what? You've been a politician for sixty years. That's all you do. Yeah, do you have any up. other talents? Yeah, like, what a joke! They
0: should have term limits. That's another podcast. That's another one, baby.
1: We get me all fired up.
0: We all fired up. Well, we're at fifty-two minutes, so well,
1: that's good. Well, I, I think we shouldn't go above I think an hour. Just, Yeah, Tension spans a the long. The last thing I want to say is, A, if anyone is ever suicidal, always feel free to reach out to me. Don't feel weak, okay? A lot of it's just talking it out and realizing that there are options, and then you'll put the gun down or you put the pills down. Uh, Another thing, please read the book called Lost Connections. Uh, It was an amazing book. It changed my life. It really goes more in depth into mental health and depression and anxiety and things like that. Another thing, too, is there's 19 veterans, 19 to 21 veterans that die a day of suicide. It's absolutely horrific when you think about it that way. There's so many suicides. It's a top 10 form of death. It's number seven. Out of all the diseases, we can, fix, we can help fix that. It yeah. should not be in the top 10. So just realize, A, it's sad. Stop judging people for committing suicide. If you judge people, most likely you didn't deal with depression or anything like that. So you don't have a fair judgment. So stop it. Just realize it's sad. What can we do to help people? And that's it, man. It's much love from the Jacked Podcast, baby. Oh,
0: yeah. oh another book recommendation, Retribe by Sebastian oh, Younger. Tribe. It's really good. Yeah. And it's short, it's only like seventy five pages, something like that. I love books. Alright, well that's All right, uh, signing off from the Just Episode A Couple six, Dudes baby. Podcast.
1: Let me uh hang on a second here. Oh we got do something. We, uh do we got something? Follow
0: us on Instagram at the Jacked J period A period K period D Jacked acting podcast underscore podcast
1: Podbean, itunes facebook oh, yeah. and our website if you have any tips anything you'd like to recommend to us any topics you want us to go into let us know after 10 episodes we're going to be interviewing people i'm talking about people's real stories oh yeah love you all later